And we're back. What an imaginary week it's been. We've accomplished so much. Okay. This is Greg, and joining me is... John. Glenn. And Ryan. That's right, Glenn, for part, part two. two. So, so yeah. Episode 203. So what did you guys do in this imaginary week that we uh, had between... I had shoulder surgery. I'm about to get my wisdom. I hope it went okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what age did Billy Crystal say he was when you first have your first surgery? Is it in your 40s or is it in your 50s? It's 40s. It's definitely not 50s. Because yeah. 50s, I think, is when he says you'll have a, a, a major surgery. <laughs> I'm just getting my balls enlarged. i got to have a colonoscopy <laughs> done. Which, really? Yeah. Um, apparently, when you turn 45, it's sort of like a requirement. You're supposed to do it, yeah. Um, I, I used to work on one of those clinics. Yep. I mean... Yeah, such such stories. Yeah, yeah. Totally some stories. I, I could tell you some stories. I mean, the doctor was pretty... You know, he was like, it's not, there's really not much to it. He's like, the night before. The, the, pre- day, the prep is worse than the That's position. what he said. He's like, you got to drink a whole lot of crap for a whole day. And you're going to crap You all have to drink it. crap? Pretty much from what he described. And then he was just like, you're going to come in. They're, gonna, they, they're giving you the drink or the pills? You know what's funny? He didn't mention anything about the pills. So here's the interesting part of that. Like, he told me there was two different types of liquids. One of them, he's like, you still got to consume the same amount of liquids. He's like, but the one that, I guess, tastes a little bit better, you still got to consume in equal parts water with it right so he's like you're still drinking all this stuff so i was just like well give me the regular one that i just will taste like crap and then when they called me to uh set up the delivery of the medicine they were like telling me how it was like a hundred bucks and i was like why is it so expensive and she's like that's how much it is and so i was like well is that with my insurance and she's like yeah she's like the the cheapest we can do is we can go down to like 40 bucks for these pills i'm like pills like the doctor didn't even say anything about pills so i was like I guess, but she's like, it's like, you got to take 24 pills within 24 hours. And I'm like, screw that. I'll just drink. Do you do like a pill an hour? I don't know. I, I don't know. Yeah, you know, think, how, yeah, you then, know how ridiculous the insurance companies are with stuff, though? My doctor had to, one of the, I take a medication for a couple of different medications. And one of them, he raised the, he doubled the, the dose that I'm supposed to be getting. And they said, okay, so we can either put it in through your insurance and you take two pills that are the same and it's covered and it's free. It, but if you get it all in one pill... Then it's for a three month supply. It's over nine thousand dollars. So like, so what do you want to do? I was like, I think I'll take two fucking pills. I was like, how does that make any sense right. whatsoever? But yeah, so I, I take two pills. I, I don't know. I still got nine thousand bucks. <laughs> it's more to ship them when the pills are bigger. I, I don't know. <laughs> Everybody wins. Everybody wins. So Greg, what do you have in mind? I, I said I'm having my balls enlarged. Why? Because you know, as of right now. You know they 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 can fit in in two of Heather's hands, but I'd like her to, you know, be able to hold just one of them in one of this her hands. Got really weird. Yeah, just a little bit, right? I mean, I could just I mean, kick you in really hard. I, don't I, get, I, don't I get said bigger. be weird before we started this, so I didn't know you were going to go into details about your wife holding your balls. You, you cup it, you know, don't let them drag. That's how they measure. Well, you you said she she's cupping them with two hands. That's the fuck, it. Greg. That's how they, they don't measure. need to be enlarged if she's got two hands well, for your I mean, balls. You know, hey, that's big. how they measure for pants in prison. Good one. Which there was a I watched uh, that's the pro- how they do pants. <laughs> the problem with John Stewart, they were talking about. Uh, they, they were, had an issue about race. They had a, uh, an episode about race, and one of the things they said about someone saying something racist, and the guy said, "Was it Chandler, Joey, Monica, or, or Ross?" Gunther doesn't say anything racial. No, no, of course not. It's <laughs> Gunther. Rest in peace. So, speaking of resting in peace, 
Uh, John has gotten to watch season two of Upload. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about The Undertaker going into the WWE Hall of Fame when you said that. No, fuck <laughs> that. Did, did you want to in- interject this? You mm-hmm. can talk about it. I mean, a couple weeks ago, WrestleMania happened. I mean, it really... Uh, I like to bring you guys the, the stuff that would bleed into pop culture. The Undertaker got inducted into the Hall of Fame, which was awesome. Triple H retired from professional wrestling. He had a major... He almost died. I don't know if you heard about this, John. The Undertaker? No, Triple H. Oh. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah, I did hear about this. Yeah, so yeah, but was it a stroke or something? Not, a heart it, was, thing? it was some kind of like like a pneumonia thing or something. He went to the hot, like he just woke up one day coughing. He went to the hospital and then like just took a turn for the worse and like his lungs were filling up with like fluids and he was, he almost died. And basically he had to get like a, a, a defibrillator put in his chest so he can't wrestle anymore. Yeah. I guess so not. he came to the ring at WrestleMania and left his boots in the middle of the ring. It was really quite sad. Um, but, uh, as far as like notable moments for pop culture, Johnny Knoxville from Jackass fame wrestled in a match with Sami Zayn, and basically a lot of Jackass shit was set up all along the ring. A giant hand came out and slapped the wrestler. There was a, a table full of mouse traps. Pontius came out and stripped naked and was trying to dance all over the wrestler, which really freaked him out. It was, <laughs> it was just quite hilarious. If you're a fan of Jackass, you would have enjoyed the the announcers. I don't know how much they knew about Jackass, but when they were trying to call the match, they just couldn't stop laughing. And then uh, the other big thing, Logan Paul um, wrestled in a match and actually was quite impressive. He, he did his homework on how to wrestle. Um, you know, I, very enjoyable WrestleMania weekend. It's over two nights So did, I, did Cody Rhodes was there? Did, doesn't he, didn't he start his own, is that, is that still going on? The other is, yeah, was so it a, AEW? AEW, it? yeah. So Cody Rhodes is the son of the legendary Dusty Rhodes. He was in WWE from the beginning of his career. He didn't really like the creative direction they were going with his, him, and they weren't doing much with him, so he left. And he traveled around the world, did a lot of different shows, and then, yeah, he hooked up with Tony Khan, who, interestingly enough, is the son of Shad Khan, the owner of the Jaguars. Yeah. So by all the money that they've got, they bankrolled and got TNT to agree to a TV contract for a new wrestling promotion called AEW. So Cody Rhodes played a huge part in it, but he wasn't there. He won't really talk about why he decided to leave, but yeah, he made a surprise return at WrestleMania. So he's not anything to do with AEW. No, now he's back in WWE. Because I know he does. He does a show now, like um, on TNT. On TNT, like yeah. that. What is it, the Go Big go, Show? The Go Big Show, yeah. Yeah, but he's back in WWE okay. now. Interesting. Yeah. So I mean, it was a fun little event. Cool. So, yeah, I, I was telling Karen about how, you know, WrestleMania, they used to do, you know, it used to be a pay-per-view once a month for uh, about three hours. Now WrestleMania is like, what, it's like four or five hours long, two days in a row. Thank God they, they moved it to two days because it used to be like six hours in one night. And it, was, it was too much. Um, it's four hours. Well, actually, I think, like, night two, I think it was only like three and a half hours, which wasn't too bad. I mean, a lot of it is about the pageantry and stuff and all the different spectacle of it. There's not that many... Matches. Did, so. did Hulkamania run wild on this one? No, he hasn't. Uh, he hasn't been around that much lately. But, uh, He's running wild tomorrow. Stone Cold Steve Austin came back and had a match. It wasn't really an expected match. Um, he fought 316 seconds. You know what's interesting about that, though? I didn't know this. This is Apparently, if you pause Peacock's thing when he comes out, he comes out of the apron at the 3-hour and 16-minute mark on night one, which is... Kind of pretty cool. Such a, such extravagance. I don't know if they did it on purpose or not. Cause I have a feeling they did it on purpose. WWE doesn't really plan that kind of shit that well. That's, I guess it's possible. That's pretty random for it to not be on purpose. I guess so. But, uh, yeah, it was fun. I mean, 
Would I recommend WrestleMania to everybody? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't recommend. Here's what I when, I when I say that I wouldn't recommend just any wrestling show to anyone. But for someone to see what they do with a live event, it's pretty incredible. No one else can do live shows like WWE does. Like with the fireworks and the spectacle, the lasers, the special effects, it's incredible what they do. So there you go. So upload. Upload, yeah. Um, so yeah, second season of the show came out on is this on Prime? Amazon Prime. Amazon Didn't Prime. We talk about this? I talked about it, but John had no, not no, finished it. No, you did. It. Okay, yes. I, thought, yeah. I thought it was kind of familiar. Yeah, we uh, Karen and I watched it. Um it was good. I, I liked it much like the first season. This one was a little shorter, wasn't it? It, it seemed like... It, like one episode shorter, and that's what it kind of ended abruptly. Yeah. And I, I, I kind of like I, I liked the season a lot. Yeah. Um, there were some things that that I kind of like like the bold choices that were made in the first season that were kind of revealed to be even bolder this season. Um, yeah. Which which was was kind of good. It was it was good to see the, these characters. Uh, have some some things turn on the the will they won't they thing in shows I think can go go on a bit long but I mean there, when there's reasons for it it works really well yeah. and this one is very similar um, but yeah all the, the the characters in this show are just they're good extremely characters, yeah. funny and the I, cigarette smoking man from X Files is in it and really yeah yes and he's just, he's like the biggest asshole ever what William B Davis is that no relation no no do we ever find out what happens to him in the X Files he smokes cigarettes yeah it's it's kind because of, the when he uh, came back, he was under the game. Wasn't yeah, he? yeah. Because um, at first there, there was a character named Crycheck who was like his right hand man. Who he was, he had cancer from smoking cigarettes, and I think Crycheck threw him down some stairs, and it looked like he died. But then it, he was really alive, and he was like, and he had some secret government backup thing with the alien invasion. It got really weird, but um. I think he died at the end. At, at I, don't, the end. I don't remember. Did the X Files actually have a conclusion? No. No, they just turned the lights off. No, they. Um, I don't know what that means. They didn't stop believing. God. <laughs> All right. So when the show actually the ended the first time, it was like Dana and Mulder, uh, Mulder and Scully, they were on the run, and then um, they had that set that movie which sucked. It, yeah, it was really weird. Where it was like a standalone kind of monster story, uh-huh. and um, they kind of. Because Mulder was accused of all kinds of stuff, and they kind of forgave him and brought him back, and then the, then they made another show, right? They they made they made they two se- they made two seasons of the show, and it was you know all that time had passed, and um, it, it was fine. It was just I don't know the second season was a little weird. It kind of seems like the show always suffered from like, well, we can't solve anything because then it, like they didn't want to answer. Because much. then the show went in, right? Yeah. And it, it, so as a result, I think even like they wanted to keep always keep it open for other possibilities, yeah. and I don't know if that really works. I mean, you kind of need a definitive. That and I mean, it got it got to the point because originally I think they were planning to end it and start a spinoff about the Lone Gunman, and then they had the Lone Gunman only lasted one season, and then it got canceled because it wasn't that good. So they brought X Files back, and then one of the X, episodes of X Files they had to wrap up that show and. I've never seen any of the TV show. I saw both movies. The first movie's great. The first movie is it's fantastic. It's yeah. really good. Like I didn't, I didn't know anything going into it. Yeah, and I loved it. Yeah, I mean they kind of got into some of the stuff with the movie. It's just I don't know. It just it really didn't stick that. When when they brought it back, I thought by far the best one was the one with uh, with Reese Darby where he was like that creature. Oh yeah, the, the lizard man thing. He kept yeah. turning into lizard. So you guys yeah. all watched the, the TV show? I watched the first season. I don't think I watched the second. I mean, I watched. I got the. I watched. No, the I mean whole. like. 
the whole. Like, I did, I've watched so. I've watched of the most of the original series. The first of the two series they brought back in the movies. The only one I really remember, which I guess a lot of people do, is the really creepy one with the, all the, the oh, weird family. Home. Home. Yeah. That was the one that was. Um, it was banned from reruns for quite a while. Yeah. Like uh, the Puerto Rican Day Parade. Exactly. <laughs> Which I don't uh, really understand that. Uh, if you want to watch a good X Files episode, there's one titled "Jose Chung's from Outer Space." Yeah, that that, that's good. fantastic. This what Alex Trebek is in that one. Yes, he is, and Jesse the Body Ventura. Yeah, they're, they're like they're they're these two they're, agents. They're the Men in Black. They're the Men in Black. Yeah. yeah. And I guess upload could have been in one of those files. We'll never know. <laughs> but yes, uh, upload is. What I I really like the show, and you guys should both watch it. I think you you get a kick yeah. out of it. It's, it's funny. It's, it's Robbie Amell, who's. Stephen Amell's cousin, I believe. Yeah, and apparently William B. Davis. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no relation. Um, and Ryan, you got to finish The Righteous Gemstones. I binged this thing, like, oh, it probably took me less than a week to binge the entire season two. Um, was it Eric Roberts was good in this season. <laughs> he wasn't in it enough. Neither was Uncle Baby Billy. No. <laughs> um, it took, like, what, like three episodes or four episodes for Uncle Baby Billy to show up. Can, can I ask y'all something? You can what? totally. I didn't look this up because I wanted to ask y'all. Was that Macaulay Culkin? Yes. <laughs> it yes. really was? Yes, it was yeah. Macaulay Culkin. Because that scene had me crying laughing when uh, he punched him in the face. Yeah. Um, there. All right, so I, I will say that, um, what's his face? The the younger son's muscle Kelvin. man. Kelvin <laughs> and his muscle man. <laughs> Was a little much like oh. that, that shit with the <laughs> with you must bear the cross. I'm like, what the fuck is this? I'm like, that, that was a little too much of that. We could have had more with Uncle Baby Billy instead of that. I just, I, I love Keith and 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 Kelvin's just like weird asexual relationship they have together. Yeah, <laughs> um, touch your titty meat. Um, <laughs> I thought um, my favorite thing in that entire storyline. Is when he's like, now you guys get out of the house. Like, what's well, your house? I'll get yeah, they're just like, you just gotta tell us to leave, man. <laughs> um, I thought this season, um, I was a little bit worried at parts, but in the end, I thought the story. By the way, I didn't know who the the main murderer was until the second to last episode ended. Yeah, and the person who John Goodman thought was the killer tell pretty much tells him it was not me. I didn't do nothing. Yeah. Then I realized immediately who it was. Yeah. And when they showed what actually went down in that cabin, I was crying, <laughs> laughing the whole finale episode. Yes. The the randomness of all of it. Because yeah. when they first get there, you're thinking something re- like, and I think it's the first episode. There's part of a body up in yeah. a tree. Yeah. Like you're, you're, thinking, you're thinking something really sinister and methodical went down because there's dead bodies everywhere and there's a dead guy in the cabin. And then when you see what really happened, it's the most ridiculous shit ever. It was just several people fucked up all at the same time. I think yeah. my favorite line was when they were in the car and the dude just pulls out a big case of grenades and he's like, you bought fucking grenades? He's like, there's no, there's no, there's no trace of grenades. It just explodes. And then, oh my God, it was hilarious. Um, yeah. It's a, it's really funny. Um, I don't know if I'd recommend it to everybody because it's Danny McBride humor. Um, his sister is could be a, much, a lot much for people, I think. Yeah. If if you like her, you like her. If you don't, you don't. Cause, her and BJ. Oh, God. <laughs> BJ is... Yeah. Um, his, his desire to be loved by the gemstones. Yeah. And uh, his getting shot. And then you're like, oh, that's not that bad. And 
takes her his hand off the wound. <laughs> Blood is just squirting everywhere. It's it's a hilarious show. Um, it was really good. Um, I thought Danny McBride and I actually really thought John Goodman was really good yeah. this season. Um, I got BJ Rollerblades to keep swole. <laughs> <laughs> and I still have a problem with the fact that like. There's no way you can get on a roller coaster without anybody running it. But John Goodman apparently can go ride a roller coaster at the Gemstone Ranch or whatever the fuck. Hey, that... if anyone could figure out how to have a remote control roller coaster, it's John Goodman. Mm-hmm. I guess. It's it's very enjoyable and they're easy to you watch. You really need to shut the fuck up. <laughs> uh but but also another show that I I've seen the trailer for this and I really wanted to watch it and I'm curious by Glenn's initial reaction, but Severance. So yeah, I just Started watching this. I started yesterday, so I've seen um, seen two episodes. Uh, I think eight of them have premiered so far. It's That's a- enough. Jesus. It's it's an Apple Plus show. It comes on every Friday. Well, uh, I saw the trailer, and I was I initially wanted to watch it. The trailer kind of, I was like on the fence. This show is, I thought, I think it's awesome. Really? Yeah. Um, it was developed, and all I think all the episodes were directed by Ben Stiller. He he does not act in this. Uh, it stars Adam Scott as uh, Mark. Um, Mark works for this company that um, it's kind of unclear what they do. He says they're some sort of tech company, and um, the, it, it's it's a little interesting because he he works down in the basement where they do a lot of archival stuff, and there's a lot of like they send a lot of things down coded to them. But the kind of weird thing about the show. All the employees that work in the basement had this procedure called severance. And what this procedure does, basically your memory is... um, So you have your memory when you're outside of work and when you're inside of work, and they sever them. So when you're at work, the only thing you can remember are things at work. You have no idea anything from your outside life. And when you're outside, when you're not at work, you can't remember anything at work. What the So basically, fuck? like, it, it's all these people almost have two different personalities because when they're at work, that's that's all they remember. That's all they exist. They're aware of this? Yeah, they, they all voluntarily have the procedure. In fact, the show, it start, when it starts with um, an, um, an, an, a woman named Helly. Um, play, played by this actress named Britt Lower, who's really good in the show. I never really saw her in anything before. But it's told from her point of view on her first day. And she's, like, waking up on this um, table with these speakers talking to her about, you know, don't, you know, uh, don't be uh, alarmed. And then they start asking, like, what's your name? And she has no idea. And, um, you know, where are you from? She has no idea. And then they're like, well, just tell us any state. And only she's like, I don't know, Delaware. And then they were like, well, what color were your mo- mother's eyes? And she has no idea. And they're like, well, that's the perfect answer. Uh, and then they explain to her, they show her a video of her saying, don't freak out. We did this, you know, we were offered this opportunity. And now when you're at work, you can't remember anything from outside of work. And when you're at home, you can't remember anything that you're doing at work. And Delaware is where the company's registered. Probably. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> but show's already freaking it, me out. It's, it's. Like I, I, the best way I could describe it, imagine the company from being John Malkovich. It kind of reminds, but it's like, but it's not a comedy. It's very creepy. Um, Adam Scott, he's like her uh, supervisor, and it's him and John Turturro, um, and uh, one of the. So uh, it's co-workers. not like dark comedy. It's just. It's, it's just really weird. Okay. It's it's very uh, there. There is a lot of dark comedy, in okay. it, I will say, but it's it's more dark than comedy. 
uh, Christopher Walken pops up a couple of times as uh, yes. as as a, uh, an employee that his job is kind of like to put art and paintings on the walls and artist yeah Brad not yeah <laughs> she's just a poor small got lucky. and uh, they should to, do... Patricia Arquette she she shows up as someone when they uh, break protocol they send them to some place called the break room where she punishes them because there's even like these scanners in the elevators where they're not allowed to communicate with themselves at at home so uh there's a scanner where if they write themselves a note the scanner will pick up like that they sent themselves a message and all these alarms will go off and it's like another worldly madman exactly but it's it's really weird because like the the girl says well what happens if i'm like if i'm just miserable and i quit and they kind of say well you realize if you quit and you leave the person that you're talking like you will die. But what, what does the company remember. do? That's the thing. It's it's very secretive. Oh, okay. It, like the only thing they say is they're some sort of a tech company. Okay. And they're not. And they, interesting. And even like their job, they're staring at these old computers, and they look like old like war games computers with these numbers scrolling on them. And they they say that they're sending some sort of data down encrypted to them, and they have to delete it from the records. But sounds a little bit like lost. But they but they don't know what the data is. They said. Um, as part of your condition, whenever you get to a, a series of numbers that makes you feel afraid, then you have to delete it. Okay. Like it's it it it's, it, it kind of has some vibes of the um, the time variance authority from Loki, the way that everything's kind oh. of designed, where it's kind of yeah, retro I can, looking. I can see that by what you're describing. And um and like I said, it's just it's very unique, very different. Adam Scott is great in it, and then like kind of the juxta of the the first season, it seems he's approached by somebody when he's at home. Who says um, I was your best friend at work? I found a way to have the procedure reversed, and they're, they're, and he's trying to like talk to him about things that he he has no idea about. So is it is it done, like the season? No, I think the season actually ends. Uh, it's probably just about done. Yeah, it, I think it, it, it ends on April the eighth. So it, when this episode airs, it'll, it'll, so it's like nine episodes. Yeah, and then there, I think they did um, greenlight it for a second season. Oh. What I've learned from this conversation. Is that I think we, we really need to make a movie, a biopic about Bob Ross where Christopher Walken plays him. <laughs> I don't see that at all. Imagine Happy Little Trees. It'd be great, but, Ryan. But, but yeah, I, I can't say that so far, like, I am. Completely... Mistakes, afraid not. <laughs> we just have happy accidents. <laughs> but, I, 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 yeah, but I'm completely digging the show, so it's just very. Apple unique. TV, right? It's on Apple yeah. TV. It comes, like I said, every Friday the new episodes drop. Well, another Apple TV series uh, John and I got to watch the first episode of is Slow Horses, which is a recent movie. The first two episodes are up. I have, I've yeah. only watched the first. I've only watched the first one. Slow Horse is a donkey. What are y'all talking about? It's <laughs> not exactly true. <laughs> there are no slow horses. So th- this this show kind of follows uh, to, to what John was describing to Ryan earlier. Uh, it's a group of people from MI5 led by Gary Oldman. Um, and they're basically like, when you fuck up in MI5, you get sent to Gary Oldman's slow house. Yeah. Um, and they basically, are, it's where all the rejects are sent. And there's a bright and shining up-and-coming guy in, in MI5 that makes this one mistake during a training exercise. And uh, Who's the guy? I don't, I don't recognize the actor. The yeah, only, the, only actor. the only person other than Gary Oldman that I recognize in it, uh, well, Kristen Scott Thomas is in it. Um, but, uh, but it's the girl from Ready Player One is yeah. in it. Um, Olivia the, one the one with the scar? Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, it basically follows, like, they, they're at this, the first episode is following, like, his fall from grace. And Jonathan Price is in it, too. Yeah. And, uh, and kind of, you learn, you're learning a little bit about... Who's that again? He was... 
He's been in a lot of stuff. He's I know he has. Oh, and uh, Tomorrow Never Dies. Tomorrow, he's the villain in Tomorrow Never Dies. Oh, okay. Yeah. Elliot Carver. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, it, it follows this this group of people who are Here's basically... Here's the Pirates of the Caribbean, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I gotcha. Okay. They're basically rejects from, from MI5, and it's this up-and-coming guy and kind of where he got where he is, and then they stumble upon something that maybe they... they are going to be drafted into that's above their pay grade. Did this just come out? Or yes. just came out. This April past 1st. Friday, they released the first two episodes. Oh, so it's brand new. Brand new. Brand new, yeah. Are you guys... Well, I'll say where... This, when this episode airs, there will be three episodes out. So you guys are enjoying this? The first episode The first was episode good, was yeah. very good. It made me want to watch, definitely watch the second one. Um, They're hour long? About 48 minutes. So it's one of those things where it's like however long they want to make it. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. But the okay. cast, uh, like... John said, Kristen Scott Thomas plays kind of like a high-ranking official in MI5. She was in Mission Impossible, wasn't she? Yeah, Yeah. she was in the first one. She was also in that English painting. She was. Greg's favorite movie. Great movie. Uh, Yeah, definitely watch it, Ryan. You should should totally get into it. But another thing you did watch is Bad Vegan. Yeah, based on your recommendation. Um, It wasn't about what I thought it was. Like, it's a it's called Bad Vegan, but it does nothing to do with really being vegan. I mean, it's about this woman who started this very famous restaurant in New York. Um, I can't remember the name of the restaurant. It was uh, True Food. True Food. Was it True Food? Right? No, I think I think you're wrong. It was it was a raw food restaurant. Something like that. It was a vegan restaurant, <laughs> and it got really really popular with celebrities, and it became a trending place and. It got so popular to the point where, like, she had her own, like, like line of foods and, and drinks and smoothies and shit that she was making and everything. Pure food and wine. Pure food. And yeah. she had a, a juice bar called One Lucky Duck. And she's got a tattoo of a duck on her arm. That's where she got the name from. I'm not even... It's a duck. Not, not a dude, huh? It's a duck, not a dude. <laughs> um, so, this is very, very, very much like the Tinder Swindler, but... I gotta tell you, like, the Tinder Swindler, like, I understood. It's hard to say, isn't it? Tinder Swindler? Tinder. Tinder Tinder Swindler. Not Tindler. Tindler Swindler. Tinder. Tinder Swindler. Tinder Swindler. It's kind of fun to say with a Scottish accent. (laughs) But I understood why those women fell for that guy. Because he looked like he had money, and it was understandable why they would believe if he needs a little bit of money, I can give him something. He's going to give me back because he picked me up in a fucking plane and stuff. So, But the dude who rips this woman off and the way he manipulates her just speaks to her, her level of stupidity and entitlement. I don't, I don't get that from this either. I, I, like, they, they kind of trace in the, the documentary her, her mental state. She's an idiot. No, I mean, like, she's a, she's a person that grew up and felt a little bit She weird, believed and that she... this guy was going to make her dog immortal. Here's here's how. Well, no, it's like it's one of the things he mentions, but there there's this this thing where so first of all he has people that verify his claims. His dad, you know, kind of verifies it. There's uh there's people that she thought like it, there's plausible deniability. And wh- one of the things she says in the in the documentary is that there's a point where like you're in so deep that it's like either I've gone this far. And I admit that I'm an idiot. Here's what I do. Or like. I, I kind of go all in because what if it's true? Here, and that's what I think it is. Right. Like he, she was at, at a lonely point in her life. She was very sad, uh, expanding this business. She had gone through a string of bad relationships. She was basically spending all of her time in her bed with her dog. 
and she meets this guy, and when she sees his pictures, you know, and she starts this conversation, she forms this bond all over words with friends. And, and, the funny and then thing, when she meets him, he doesn't look exactly like the picture. Like, he leaves the picture, but, but she, he's got a little bit more weight on him. She's like, well, I can't judge him for that. That's not, you know. But my favorite part about that is that what she based his legitimacy on was the fact that Alec Baldwin actually interacted with him on Twitter. Like, yeah, she was friends with Alec Baldwin because he used to and, go to a restaurant. Yeah, and like when like he would Lucky send she got out of the luck. Like, well, he would send a message to Alec Baldwin, and Alec Baldwin would respond on Twitter or retweet his stuff, and she's like, "Oh, well, he must he must be okay." Alec Baldwin must know him. Alec Baldwin didn't know that guy. He just happened to interact with him on Twitter. Um, yeah, it's a. Uh, I do like how by the time it gets to the end, I love how they sort of leave it up to you to decide if you think she's was just in on it and playing stupid. Or was she really just being taken to... I think it's that Stockholm Syndrome where she... Again, she's very... How did she not know at the end that she was running away with him? Like, to get away from him? She, she's in a fucked up mental state. Like, that's the thing. Like, I, the, what all of these documentaries are showing is how smart people can be easily duped. And we have examples in, of friends that we know that have gone through similar things. Like, the, the, there's this whole Q movement. There's all... Like, the, normally smart people that all of a sudden feel purpose... And get activated, and then they're in too deep and can't get out of it. Because like at a certain point, how do you how do you, how do you go back from you've committed you you've lost friendships, you've lost all this to this course of action, and how do you pull yourself out of it? You just stop talking to the guy. It seems simple at its surface, but if you're in the situation, how do you react? This guy basically ruins her life. And oh yeah. Not just her life. So but who's like, the bad vegan? That's the thing. Like I guess it's her because she's the vegan. Well, he's the, also a bad vegan too because he claims to be part of the lifestyle. But he's not. But he how they're is. caught is he orders a, a this pizza, is this is a Domino's pizza, where they're hiding out at this hotel, and it happens to be like in his name and everything. So yeah, they, the cops show up. The to Domino's. Get him. So what happens is when she gets arrested, I don't know how it got out that they caught her with there was a Domino's pizza. So everybody was like, "Oh, the vegan had a pizza and she got arrested and she ran off with everybody's money." And it's just like. Which wasn't, like, she literally, her only, like, outlet to the world, she would go to this Chipotle to eat some semi-decent food. And Where she, she struck apparently up a, became friends with the Chipotle employee. This woman's nuts. Like, who the fuck oh, becomes she, friends no, she with a Chipotle employee? Like, she's People great. that work at Chipotle? I, mean, I think some of them probably have friends. Yeah. <laughs> Not, like, a customer who, like, she's only been going to this Chipotle for, like, I don't know, a few weeks. So she becomes friends with somebody who works there? Like, she's lonely. She's, she, no. she's an idiot. It's just like the, the other documentary about the, the parents people are that, probably idiots too. The, the documentary that we saw about the, the the guy who got all those people to leave their families for years thought he was they were part of the Irish uh, you know terrorist. What was group. that one? I'm trying to remember the name of it. The, the bad Irishman. No, we just watched. No, we, like we watched it recently. I can't remember I can't, the name. But of anyway, it. I know what but you're like, talking about. It, but it's, but it's again, again, like but those were like it was present to me. It was presented where it was more believable that they would think this person's legit. To me, I think I think this guy initially, as soon as you start talking about, I, he's putting her through hell because it's part of a training course so that they can make her dog immortal. I'm like, how can you believe well, no, this it's, bullshit? It's about transcendence. Like she's always believed she's important and whatnot, and it's about like he, he's a, another worldly type. So being. are they cloning the dog? No, they're, he's no, claiming he can he, make it. To he's where the claiming dog will he can make die. it where. I'll, all this money you're giving me doesn't matter because you're going to get yeah. all these different things. It's and, worth watching. So it's like the, the, the Sith Eternals from the Rise of Skywalker? I would love for you and Sandra to watch this because I want Sandra's opinion. Okay. And Karen, too. I want to yeah. know what they think about this woman because I think she's... 
I think she, at some point, I think she realized what she was doing and just went along with no, it. No, I don't, again. Initially, I'm with you. I don't again, think she did but, it initially. But again, you're in too deep. So, like, I, the problem. But she kept playing dumb. Like, like, they kept asking her. At, they, I'll give the documentary credit. They confronted her and saying, all right, well, when you he took you and y'all ran, did you not think that y'all were running from the law? And she's like, no, that's not how I looked at it. And I'm like, she, uh, no, how could first, you not think of it he, that way? But if you even see how he presents it. So, at a certain point, like, He's, he apparently records everyone's phone calls, and at a certain point, one of the people that he brought into to this world suggested to her, you need to do the same thing. So she starts recording, and we have like recorded conversations between them, but it's basically like his, his whole thing is, you know, yeah, I'm taking care of all your business. You need a break. You've earned a break, and they think they're going on this – she thinks we're going on this road trip. And then there's videos, and I don't know how they got it from – maybe it was like when they caught him and he, they had his phone, but he's videotaping her – it having these like breakdowns in hotel rooms, like she's literally like it, like in a like depressed, and he's trying to get her to calm down because if she's too loud, they're gonna come and check on it, and then their covers blown. But like it, it's it, again, there's there's plausible deniability, and I'm with you that she probably did know a bit more, but there's that denial. You, you're in too deep, and you can't you can't get out of it. But it's it's definitely worth the fact that we're talking about oh, it's it like good. this. It's, it's worth watching, and it, it has a, a beginning, a middle, and an end. There's a conclusion to this one, which I always as, as good as Netflix is with the true crime stuff. I don't like it when they don't. I, I like endings. Mm-hmm. This yeah. one has an ending. That was my problem when Unsolved Mysteries came back. I was like all excited, and it came out. I was like, oh yeah, I don't like that anymore. <laughs> I love watching old Unsolved Mysteries on on Amazon. Those are good times. Uh, worst roommate ever. I had watched this first one a while back, and uh, I think I kind of talked about it a little bit, but Ryan yeah, finally watched John, it. Yeah, we, I, I watched it, and I watched the first episode and was so shook I haven't been able to get to the second one yet. Um, the first episode is like, I can't believe they haven't made movies about this. Yet. Yeah. Everything about this just is, it's unbelievable. Like, this woman, basically she's, you have a social worker who, you know, is going around talking to the homeless, trying to help these people, and she sort of sets up this one homeless guy with this, like, I guess a halfway house? Kind of, yeah. For him to go stay in. She heard it's a good place. She goes and talks to the lady, and he stays there, and then he ends up going missing. And long story short, this woman who runs this house has a criminal record on parole for poisoning people in the past but the best part about it this is the part that i love and they actually animated it where she purposely is making herself look older than what she really is so that she fits into this category where no one sort of suspects her of being a serial fucking killer yeah and <laughs> the uncle leo defense kind of and <laughs> the funny thing about it is like when the police go to investigate the missing person the social worker tells them look when you go there, you need to dig in the backyard because we don't know where our, this guy is. Like, And the, the, the policemen were kind of like, yeah, okay, whatever. And just sort of like on a whim at the very end of his conversation with this woman, he's like, would you mind if we dug in your backyard? And she's like, why? And she, he's like, oh, well, we, you know, we're looking for this person. We just want to make sure he's not, you know, we don't, there's nothing back there. And she's like, yeah, sure, go ahead. And they start digging. And they find the remains of a human body. But it's so old, she's basically like, well, I don't know how that body got there. And they were like, we can't like, really hold her on it because they, they have no proof that she actually did 
kill this because it wasn't a, a fresh body, but they keep digging. And let's just say that things get really interesting from there. Um, I'm very curious where the re other episodes... I can't imagine they're as good as this one. This yeah. was... It's about 50 minutes, this first episode. Mm -hmm. It's 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 unbelievable. If you just watch this one episode, you got to check it out on Netflix. It's and the last crazy. one is a two-part episode, so it's a... It, okay. Yeah. So I'm wondering how good they get. Yeah. Um, but this one was nuts. Um, yeah, I just... I love, like, they used animation to sort of show the woman how she was, like, purposely trying to, like, not walk with a good arch to her, her walk, trying to make herself look like she's an old woman. Yeah. It's it's amazing. Like the the social worker said that when she first met the woman, she thought she was just an old lady, and when they arrested her, they found out she's the same age as the social worker at that time. They were the same age, but they looked like twenty years apart. It was crazy. Uh, definitely worth checking out. Netflix, you guys, you're unbelievable with your documentaries. Um, well, this is a show that I've waited for for a long time. We had uh, several like false starts with like movie productions. At one point, Neil Blomkamp was supposed to do something with this. We had. All sorts of things. And then it was announced that Showtime was going to make this series. And now it finally has landed on Paramount+. Plus, and that is based off of the video game Halo. We have the Halo series. So I don't actually know the story. I don't either. I didn't either. I didn't either. Well, that's the good thing about this series. The, the storyline of the games is not the same storyline as in this show. Oh, well, fuck. Never mind then. The show is, is basically a different timeline. It's the silver timeline is what they call it. Um, and there are some tweaks. Now, it's enough to get you this. There's some of the same characters. Is it a sequel to the games? No, it's like a running in a different universe. So it's, it's the same, same characters. characters, just different universe. Like The Walking Dead. If The Walking Dead had been made uh, exactly like the comic, it would remove what made the comic great because the comic was anything can happen. So they kept some of the same story beats, so but they changed. It, so it's like The Walking Dead TV show versus comic. Right. Okay, I gotcha. Um, and it follows basically. It's the year, the 25th century, and uh, Earth has kind of expanded out, and there's all these little colonies that don't want to be part of the UNSC, which is the big military, you know, regime. Um, and they're recently meeting their first group of aliens called the Covenant, made up of a bunch of different races. And in order to fight them, they've engineered these like humans into uh, what's called the Spartans. They kind of have cybernetic implants and things like that. And the story follows. John 117, who is the Master Chief from the video games, and him kind of taking a bit of a divergence from how the UNSC wants him to operate. And that's my basic uh, rundown of it, but you guys kind of tell okay, me from your perspective. So I, did, I am enjoying it. I've watched two episodes, but... I've the, just watched the first. The fact that you just told me, though, that they went somewhere different than the comic, actually, I mean, than the, 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 the game, actually makes me not like it as much because... I was hoping that this that was straight from the game because I felt like it's kind of stealing from the Mandalorian a little bit. Like I mean, it was you know it's this guy they they're never supposed to take off their helmet. He's just you know other you know and he follows the the, the code that he's got to follow. Are you and serious? He, and he meets this and he finds this girl, this one survivor, and they tell him to, to kill her. And suddenly he just breaks from what he's supposed to do and takes her off. And I'm is like, that from the that's and that's that's no, not it, all that happens in this episode. It's that, a lot that, of other stuff too. He, he never takes his helmet off in the 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 game. Except right. for one scene, if you, you beat the game on a certain difficulty, you see his face in a reflection. Uh, is that when he's saying goodbye to uh, Grogu? <laughs> the second episode now is just he goes he goes off into this whole new like planet system, whatever, and it's cool. But I mean, that what I just described is not the entire episode. But no, but that, that, was, that does sound like the Mandalorian. Yeah. So I was when I first saw it, I'm like, it sounds like the Mandalorian. But I mean, that might have been in the video game whenever the first Halo came out. But well, if it's some not, of the things are like the artifacts that they show. Uh, 
so the, the the halo in in the games the halo is the, are these rings left behind by a race called the forerunners that they predate humanity predate you know the covenant and the covenant's entire like system of belief is centered around finding all these artifacts to to locate the halos because they're a weapon designed to wipe out life in the galaxy and send everyone on the great journey to the great beyond so basically uh John's like like they suppress people's emotions using like pills and things like that. These these Spartans, um, so that they can be effective killing machines because they're the only thing that can fight the Covenant. Their enhancements basically make them very strong. Their their armor and all the research like they they steal alien tech and then they kind of like re- reverse engineer it. So the Spartans are a big weapon, but like the humans are afraid of these these Spartans, um, which again those things are kind of similar to the game. Like they're they're more in awe of them in the game than anything else. But this conflict between them and the Covenant is very, very close. They've gotten a lot of the elements right. The one thing it, it reminded me of a lot, and you're right about the Mandalorian, though, but um, the way that the whole, I guess, galaxy was set up reminded me of Firefly and Serenity. Mm-hmm. Like, the moving yeah. away from Earth and kind of, like, on the border, like, you know, the on the, the desert things, and, you know, everyone's kind of, you know, struggling to survive kind of things. Um, and, you know, the... They're not the Reavers, but you know the crazy yeah. creatures show up. Yeah. It just, it just, that's what it, it gave me vibes yeah. of. But. And I mean, what I said, the, the complaint that I have that doesn't mean I don't like. I'm, I have been enjoying it. It's a, yeah, it's, it's an enjoyable show. It's an enjoyable show. I really like Pablo Schreiber. I've Pablo been a, I've been a fan awesome. of Pablo Schreiber from The Wire. And I'm kind of like, so the big controversy is, I mean, you you mentioned it. He takes his helmet off, which is not something that happens in the games. Yeah. And it's not like that. I don't think they really show in the show that he's not supposed to take it. They they mentioned one part. She's like, why don't you take your helmet off? And he's like. Well, it's monitoring my functions. But there's a story reason for it. It's because something's off and he can feel it off. Yeah. And it's whatever the, that artifact does kind of inhibits those things that are... It's kind of like what Bo Keem Woodbine describes in the second episode. It yeah. sounds like you guys enjoyed it. I, I, re- I really I like it. it. I mean, I'm, it lo- I'm, anxious, I'm, I'm curious to see where it goes. And I will say, like, it looks awesome. It looks awesome. Like, the, yeah. the, the effects are good and the action scenes are really cool. Um yeah, it, I mean, it, it's it's an enjoyable show. Seeing Tasha McElhone's in it, she's always awesome. Seeing these characters move in real life. Yeah. Oh, I, she hasn't been in much lately. No, I mean, she was in uh, Californication, but that's been off for a while. Uh, she was in Sol- Solaris. Solaris. Yeah. Solaris yeah. The Truman Show. Put you to sleep. Yeah, yeah like seeing, seeing these things come to life. Did you guys watch this on your own? Or yeah. did you watch with your spouse? I watched it on my own. I watched some of the, the first episode on my own, and then like I, I was like, oh, i got to watch this with Heather. So we watch it to make sure that we what could show. She, oh, she she was like, she slapped me and said, "Why did you watch any of this without me?" Really, she, she liked it that she, much. Like she, she's a big fan of the of the game. Like she, she grew up like her first entry into video games was like the Nintendo sixty four and the first Xbox playing LAN parties You're with such Halo. A selfish prick. And then uh, so no, we watched it because we wanted to make sure it wasn't violent too uh, too violent for Josiah to watch. And we sat down with him and watched. And of course, he's going, "Well, this isn't exactly like the game." Is it TVMA? It's I think it's pre- PG. Pretty mature. There's a lot of blood. I think it might be. There's a lot of 14. like. There's a lot of like bodies that fly apart, but there's not a whole lot of blood. Yeah. And then like people get stabbed by these swords, and it's almost like lightsaber things where their limbs get flying off, but there's no. It cauterizes it. Any blood? No. <laughs> I didn't help yourself. There's this one shot at the in the first episode where someone gets shot and her blood sprays all over someone's face. Yeah. But it wasn't it wasn't too violent that I don't think like he like he he was able to watch. But it it's like when she gets shot, she just like. Explodes. She's like, yeah. she's, it wasn't like a, you know, like District Nine. Kind of. <laughs> there you go. Well, I mean, a lot of District Nine's based off of Halo. Really? It's for a Halo movie. Oh, yeah. Nice. Well, you know, and a Halo Noel game. Noel Bonkamp was supposed to direct Halo. Is that yeah. true? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
a lot of the the the, the Halo ODST game, a lot of the elements in that were were done from the pitch for the Halo movie, and they kind of did half of it was the game and the other half. Do you know the original name of the Master Chief was the Sweepy Man? (laughs) (laughs) That's that's not true at all. Trying to be fucking nice to you, man. (laughs) Did you know the the original name of the ship in Star Trek was not the Star Trek? Yeah. Is this Uh, a fucking wreck? Let's cut but some I, I, also, I think you should give it a chance. I think you might. I, I might wait a while. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I got a lot of shit that I'm trying to watch. That's kind of how I am with some of the, the movies and things. Well, because it's, it's fun. Yeah. I'm thinking about like, like I might wait till the whole thing is done, and then I might just binge the whole show. It's already got renewed for a second season. Really? Wow. Well, that's... And uh, and the cool thing too, like Pablo Schreiber, to John's point, he's a. There's. If, did you watch any of the the after show? No. So I watched like the first one. I didn't watch the second one, but they interview him in that. And when he was in high school, he was like six three, and he's now like six five, six six. But like he's a tall dude. It's like you. And in the games, like Master Chief's about seven feet tall. So it's a uh, it's it's kind of cool to see this big imposing dude next to all these other people. Seven foot frame rats on the bed. Well, uh, there's another series that debuted, and we've only got one episode of this so far, but another Marvel show. Moon Knight. All right, uh, you got, uh, I'm burnt. I'm burnt on Marvel. You guys gotta, you guys gotta really work overtime to convince me to watch this. It's a character oh. I never heard of. Don't know nothing about. I know that's Oscar probably the, the best. That's the, the best, best thing about it. I didn't yeah. know anything about either. I told, I knew, I I told I my wife about. I was like going. Into, she's like, so what is this about? I was like, look, I'm like, I'm going into this like I went into Guardians of the Galaxy. I was like, and that's you know that's big hopes that it's gonna be that good. But it's like I know nothing. So about and, and, and I will say, yeah, we're talking about Moon Knight. It's an MCU show, and they so far they've mentioned nothing about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. The basically the the, the tagline that most people that are comic book fans would give you <coughs> in regards to Moon Knight is he's Marvel's Batman, and it starts to diverge in this way. Um, he's a character uh, whose actual like name is Mark Spector, but he has a basically multiple personality disorder, and he they haven't really explained it in the show yet, but there's an Egyptian god that kind of like helps him when he's on one of these mercenary things and uh, joins with him, and he's basically like this agent of, of this Egyptian god. So the show's told from Mark's point of view. So when you, when you meet him, he's this very kind of meek guy. He works at a gift shop at a museum. It seems like he's a, kind of an Egyptian fanboy. Like he knows a lot about ancient Egypt and stuff like that. He has a crush on a girl that works there and stuff like that. And it seems like, and they never really explain this, but it seems like he's got a problem with sleepwalking because there's a scene when he's going to sleep and he, like, ties himself to the bed. He puts sand all around it. He puts tape on the door so he can tell if he's gone during the night and stuff like that. And let's just say something happens where he goes to sleep and he wakes up in a different country and these people are chasing him with guns. He has no idea what's going on. And the fact that it's told through his point of view and the way they set up Mark you instantly like this guy. Yeah. Like, he's, like, the nicest dude ever. And they do it in a good way that, like, whereas you have, he also has no idea what the hell is going right. on. Like, he, there's a part where when he wakes up and he's in this other country, he sees these two guys and he's just waving at them, and they kind of wave back and they pull out guns and start shooting at him. So he's wrong. He has no idea why they're firing or yeah, where the, he the, is. The ultra that he that you meet is the, is the guy, Steven, who's, like, a, a vegetarian and all that. He, he, it seems like there's these little gaps in time that he's, he's not, he's like, well, what do you mean? This is kind of weird. Um, and then you kind of un- come to understand that there's all these different altars that he's kind of living. And there's also this other uh, connection to these Egyptian gods, 
which is interesting in the Marvel universe because we had the you know the Norse gods or real to be aliens. In this one, you have the Egyptian gods who seem to be very much real because there's another avatar of an Egyptian god that they view as kind of the villain of the series. But um, and then like yeah, this uh, this voice keeps talking to him and like arguing. Like, oh, not the idiot again! And it kind of reminded me a little bit of Eddie Brock and Venom. The That's way what it they, sounds they like, would yeah. argue with each other. But the, I'm telling you, the way the show is put together, I thought was masterful. Because yeah. the way that they're doing it through Mark's point of view, you and. Like I said, well, the is way that they... just the first episode? Yeah, yeah. Just the... like what I'm saying is like, is that how the whole show is going to be told through his? Uh, we have no idea. Yet. We don't know. Yet. Oh, okay, it just it just started. Right. But, but like, my like... wife watched it with me, and she was like, she's like, what's going to happen? I was like, I have no idea what's going to happen next. But I was like, that's why we got to watch the next episode. It's, it's like I said, I thought as a as a pilot episode for a show, it yeah. was fantastic. Okay. Yeah, I really liked it. And well. Ethan Hawke is in it. As well. Ethan Hawke is maybe the, I'll is... give that one a shot. I have no interest in watching Hawkeye, but I might give this one a shot. You should do it. And, and it's got an Oscar Isaac. He's he's great. He's always good. Yeah, Poe po Dameron. He's not Poe Dameron. He he's, doesn't sound like he's, him. He's, he said he has a crush on somebody. No, Poe Dameron would have well, probably slept one, with him. One of his alters. Oh, God, yeah. gotcha. But the, one of his others is a mercenary. There you go. And, and, the, so, voice, yeah. and the voice he keeps hearing is F. Murray Abraham. <laughs> As one does. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if it turns out it's not Egyptian God? It's just F. Murray it's Abraham. It's just F. Murray Abraham. <laughs> Pay no attention <laughs> to the man behind the gun. He kills a lot of people. Zot. <laughs> He's actually just being communicated by Sally, all right. <laughs> but Ethan Hawke's really creepy too. In fact, the opening scene of the show is—I'm not even going to give away what it is—but it's something really creepy that you Ethan met Hawke. Ethan Hawke once. Really? Yeah, he's really nice. I remember Crystal has a picture with him and Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, that's the opening scene, of, without I, giving anything away, it reminded me of something from The Da Vinci Code. I—I no—I agree with you hundred percent. It's just something he does to himself that's really creepy. Um, well, gentlemen, now it's time to nominate the awesome villager that spans two weeks worth of show. So this is like a part, we gotta put part one and part two. When we... um, that's what I've done. Um, I'm gonna, um, <laughs> nominate Troy Kotzer. 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 He looked like he's 75 years old in, in CODA. And then at the Oscars, it was like he was 35. I don't, I don't know how the man re-ages sh- himself like he, that. He shaved his beard. That's really all it did, but, yeah. uh, his performance in CODA, um, Probably stole a movie in a lot of ways. Very likable. Yeah. Um, his acceptance speech at the Oscars was just a treasure. Um, he's just a very likable guy. I mean, um, obviously he's very limited as an actor because he's he can't he's deaf. But I mean, I really hope we see more of him in other roles. I think we will. I hope so because uh, I, I don't want him to just go away like you know a lot of the like actors who win an award. You know, F. Murray Abraham. <laughs> yeah, like F. Murray Abraham. <laughs> Um, I hope we see more of him. I, I really like him. I want to see more of his work. I, I don't know what else he's done. Um, I think he did a lot of stage work. He was he was a Tuscan writer in The Mandalorian. Yeah, <laughs> which you know I'm fine with that. And he did stage work a lot. So hopefully we see more of him because he was fantastic in Coda. I want to nominate Ethan Hawke from from Moon Knight just because I kind of I had kind of forgotten he was going to be in it, and he definitely steals his scenes that he's in. He does. And um. Yeah, and, and the the really creepy scene that we talked, Glenn and I talked about at the beginning. Apparently, that was actually Ethan Hawke's idea to, <laughs> to add to the character, and it's pretty crazy. And it's very believable that people would follow him the yeah. way that he portrays this guy. Yeah. All right, yes, I'm going to nominate uh, Lady Gaga um, for just being a generally nice human being. Um, a lot of people are dwelling on the the slap from the Oscars and. I just I thought her interactions with Liza Minnelli on on yeah, the stage you were a thousand percent was right. just 
so sweet because it was. That's really what people should be talking about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, she. You could tell Liza Minnelli. You know, she was very touched that they had her there for the anniversary of Cabaret, but. She was struggling a little, and the way that Lady Gaga just kind of stepped in and said, "You know, I got you." Don't and you could tell me. when you looked when you looked at Liza Minnelli, you could tell like that she was kind of nervous, and then you could see her physically calm down. Right. Yeah. And then a week later at the Grammys, Lady Gaga actually loses a Grammy to um, SZA. Uh, I, I don't really know. It is much. SZA. And SZA gets up and has an issue with her dress, gets like stuck in her shoe or something, and Lady Gaga jumps up and. Helps her off with her, helps her, you know, fix her dress. And then she uh, was supposed to do a duet with Tony Bennett, but Tony Bennett had to drop out because of Alzheimer's. So Lady Gaga did it by herself. I mean, I just, like I said, I can't say enough good things about the things she's doing lately. She's just a class act. And I wish, I wish people would be talking more about that than yeah. the, the, um, the ugliness. Um, and I'm going to nominate Oscar Isaac specifically for the reason that if they're going to, cast an American actor as Doctor Who, it should probably be him because a person that can play nuances of the same character like mm-hmm. he can. Um, he's a phenomenal talent. And I uh, like everything I've kind of I've seen him in, like I he made uh, Inside Lewin Davis, you know, a watchable film. Yeah. Um yeah, I, I really like him and I know, you know, Ryan has a crush on him, so he's an attractive dude. I don't know if I really have a crush on him. I admire the fact that he sleeps with everything in Star Wars. But you're the one that came up with it. It's true. Is it? Yeah. I mean. Yeah. Do I have to? Why like, can't we have some meat? You don't have to go into it. I mean, and I feel like that's more and more justified with the fact that they sort of say in Solo that, what's his, uh, Lando? Lando, pretty much has a relationship with a droid. That just confirms that in the Star Wars universe, people are fucking robots. Sure. Okay. So, yeah. Oscar, he was also the villain in Robin Hood with Russell Crowe. Yeah, I've never seen that one. It's a... Uh, and yeah. he almost has... He, he may or may not have had sex with a robot in uh, Ex Machina. He probably did. He probably did. So, gentlemen, if you had to vote for someone other than your own, who would it be? This is easy. Many, many years ago, I was forced to go to a concert that I had no interest in going to. And I was just like, I don't want to go to this. This is going to be a nightmare. And I went to this concert, not really wanting to go. I was sort of forced and... Lady Gaga's in concert was... I mean, I walked out a fan of hers. It was amazing. She put on a show like I had never... I did not know she was that musically talented. And I kept telling people. This was years and years ago. I was like, she's good. I was like, people don't know how good she is. And then, you know, many years... I agree. Many years later, you know, she does A Star is Born and everything else. And I mean... Did you ever see How to Do It? Not yet. I gotta get to that. I really want to see it. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna vote for her too, just because kind of like what you said. Like when she first came out, you know, I, I'd heard some of her music. I'm like, oh yeah, she's pretty good. And then <coughs> I feel like every time I hear something new from her, it's like I'm impressed. And I've gotten to the point where I know how talented she is, and I'm still impressed yeah. every time she does something. Uh, yeah, yeah. Ryan's right. This is an easy choice, and it is Lady Gaga for all the reasons you guys said. But it's she's just immensely talented in many, many ways. Yeah. And I find like. After having watched that Evan Rachel Wood documentary about Marilyn Manson, which we didn't get to Oh, wait. It, you watched that? I did watch that. Well, you're ever going to talk about it? Or you well, just, I mean, like, we'll talk about it when someone else watches it because that's something that someone else needs where, to. Where is it? It's on HBO Max. Okay. But, uh, she's I didn't ve- know it came out. Yeah. I'm glad you told me. She's very much like uh, a, a non-awful uh, human being version of, of that. Like, you know, be yourself, and she's very much herself. She encourages her her little monsters to, to, you know, be an individual and be an artist and express yourself without trying to get them to mock her. Like, like, like to, you know, be in her image. She's not, 
in being so multifaceted, like you've mentioned her acting roles and, and her, her variance in music to be able to be up there with Tony Bennett, but to also be able to you know, do crazy dance hits and things like that. Uh, phenomenal talent. So Lady Gaga. And I just think that like, you know, a lot of times in, in, in the world, we always focus on negative shit. Mm-hmm. And I, I get it. I understand it, especially what happened at the Oscars. But what she did with Liza Minnelli is something that acts of kindness don't like. It doesn't. It, don't get enough attention. Right. Like what she did was one of the sweetest things I've ever seen in the Oscars. And it was just like, it could have went off the rails. Like who was like, who was the fucking gladiator? Elizabeth woman? Taylor. Elizabeth Taylor. Like if Lady Gaga was around, maybe she would have been able to help her with yeah. that. You know what I mean? Who would you pick one? Um, Troy Kotsur. Yeah. All right. So Lady Gaga. You come hang out with us. We'll share the, the Toffee Crunch Oreos with you. and uh, Or if you want something else, that's fine, too. But we'd like to talk to you. To maybe grill make, your meat soon. innuendo with her? No. If she, it, wants I, I, we, if she wants something else. Like, we'll, like I said, we'll grill the meat suit. We'll do anything she wants. You and, think and she ever cooked the meat that was on her suit? That's a good point. I, mean, I hope she did. She seemed like a vegetarian to me. Well, yeah, but she probably cooked it for other people. Yeah. She wouldn't let that go She to wouldn't waste. waste it. No, she wouldn't. All right. She made some tacos. With... Yeah, good carne asada. <laughs> Well, remember, there are many ways to find us. Anchor Podcast, Google Podcasts, a host of other platforms. And you can also find us on theawesomevillage.com, where when you do, you help us out here at the show. Share our shit. This has been Greg. John. Glenn. Ryan. We'll visit with you next week. (laughs) 